We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome back to the absolutely epic early week podcast, week number eight. Dean here, Dean seven out of four. If you want to get all technical on me, usual suspects are uh, are back. Uh, we, we've not had a replacement just yet. We made it basically through halfway. Uh, well, yeah, there's 17 weeks in the regular season. This is week eight. That's good math. Bobby Five, how's uh how's week eight looking for you? Not been the greatest week of my life. Uh, it was my worst football week of the year so far. Even though I had some like contending like millionaire maker lineups early on that seemed like it was at least just kind of fun um but it was not a great football week and then I got sick and not doing terrific physically today so the only thing I guess I can be thankful for is that we've got another week coming up and uh that it's NBA season now so this is like a a nice little sweet spot middle of the NFL NBA is beginning starting to figure out what's happening there so ready to uh ready to get after it this week. Just wish I felt a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, your lineups were bad. You're powering through as far as the pod. We appreciate that. You're, you're questionable earlier today. You're going to give it a go. Speaking of NBA, uh, you were almost a late scratch, but we appreciate you joining the podcast. Uh, it was a bad week for myself as well, Grant. And like, like Bobby said, it's DFS, Daily Fantasy. Like, okay, bad week, shake it off, and uh, come back for week eight. Uh, hopefully we bounce back. My week was uh, mostly a disaster. Uh, you know, as far as our tweets or consequences, uh, Grant, you could have done any worse than Jermaine Curse, which is – that's all that matters as far as his podcast because I think he was blank. He had an over, if I'm not mistaken. It did not go well for you as far as your pick, and, you know, we'll visit that later on in the show, of course, when we get to our nonsense. But uh, how did week seven treat you? Uh, worst week of the year, but I still only had, like, a negative 12% ROI. Um I had oh, wow. my, high, my highest owned players, I think, were Curse by a large margin. That did not work out well. Um, Brita, Sony Michelle, and LaShawn McCoy. I all had a ton of Brita, a lot of the other two guys, and they obviously got injured, what, four plays in? So uh, with all those things considered, the fact that I didn't lose a fortune is incredible to me. But, you know, on to the next week. Happens. Luckily, I was in Vegas this weekend, so I didn't play as much as I normally did and I had to cross across the border and, and throw some lineups in. But, yeah, got real lucky that I wasn't wasn't in here in California. So, yeah, on to the next week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, someone I mean, is in I mean, Vegas. Vegas go first. 
Hmm? Go ahead, Dean. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, I was just asking if you had a quick uh, Vegas anecdote to talk about. Anything uh, special happened there? Just, I mean, I know whatever happens in Vegas, you're not supposed to talk about it. That's what I hear word in the street. But uh, anything worth mentioning or just standard? I mean, I w- there was a crazy lightning storm that I was awake for at 4.30 in the morning. Not from the night before, but actually waking up on Sunday morning, watching a lightning storm go right over my hotel. Um, I found out I have absolutely love vodka Red Bulls now. Uh, so that's going to ruin my heart. I'll be dead by the age of 35. Um, <laughs> that's what you needed, Grant. One more vice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've hated energy drinks for years. And now when mixed with vodka, then, oh, gosh, they make you feel so darn good. Kids don't try them at home or anywhere because they're terrible for you. But, gosh, oh, they make you feel great. They taste so good. You know, uh, we do not have a tweet prepared for you, but uh, maybe we'll do something like a Red Bull, vodka Red Bull related or something like that. Uh, maybe it comes out organically on the pod. If nothing else, you guys will definitely notice in Grant's uh, uh, feed something wonky out there. And, of course, I, I assume you'll tag it with the absolutely epic early week podcast. Uh, we should mention again, we, as we always say, we're recording this on a Monday night. Not a ton of research just yet. This is a first look, uh, literal first look, uh, first look as far as the slate. And once again, it's a short slate. We're looking at just 10 games. Uh, well, we can just do the math here. Thursday, the Dolphins in Houston, that's a standard stinker for the Thursday nights, right? Uh, we're not talking about them. Uh, Sunday morning, Philly plays Jacksonville in London. Doesn't Jacksonville go to London every single year? Just It seems that way, doesn't it? Maybe it's just me. Yeah, they do. They uh, do. What's up? With this? Do they have like, a deal over there? you think people in London are actually like Jags fans now or just like really no, seriously? Jags Jacksonville fans? don't go to football games. So if you don't, oh, you don't draw yeah. If you don't get enough people, that's what, what they put you in those London games. I'm, I'm actually going to a Jags. No, I'm related to this podcast. I'm going to a Jags game in the next month or so. But the, <laughs> nice they have there. a cabana and a pool set up. I couldn't resist that. Well, at least family couldn't. I'm, you know, me, I just want to hide under. I don't want to deal with the sun. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, so Philadelphia, Jacksonville, not the main slate. Miami, Houston, not the main slate. Sunday night game, Dolphins and Minnesota, not the main slate. And New England and Buffalo, not the main slate. But there, uh, that doesn't mean we still don't have some monster uh, totals. Uh, we have Kansas City back. We can talk about the Chiefs again. That'll be fun. Bobby, uh, at the top, you know, just kind of an overall look as far as the slate. Is there one game that sort of jumps out to you? We mentioned Denver, Kansas City, Green Bay. The, Green Bay and the Rams about 57 total. That KC total is 55. Tampa versus Cincinnati is 54. Uh, Andy versus Oakland is 50. Cleveland and Pittsburgh is 50. Uh, 50 and a hook. Uh, anything jump off the board to you as far as like uh, your favorite game right at the top? I, I, I'm sort of debating between a few, to be honest with you. Um, I have no idea what to make of the Raiders, so I, we can get into that. But that's been a pretty, pretty recent. Yeah. Still trying to figure that one out. Um, but I think that I, I would lean like I would rather the game be in Tampa Bay. And, you know, right now we're projected for rain. Who knows what the weather will be like on Sunday. But uh, Tampa Bay, I think, is kind of interesting. Uh, Tampa Bay with the way they play and the, the weapons you have on Cincinnati could be an interesting game stack that maybe people will have trouble affording. Um, but then, you know, just the obvious, if the, if the Broncos can hang with the Chiefs, I'm going to be all over the Chiefs, pa- uh, the Broncos passing game just because on volume alone, they should be able to get you there. So I'm absolutely crazy about the, the Broncos passing game. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I guess it's the obvious games for me, but really it's those two. Yeah, well, I don't know if Denver is so obvious. I will say what's kind of interesting about that is, uh, you know, it's the trade deadline's coming up. We saw uh, Cooper. We'll talk about Cooper in a second, obviously. But there are rumors that the Marius Thomas might get moved. He's 4.9K in DK. But if he gets moved, Bobby, like Sutton at 3.8K seems like an awesome play. Uh, super talented, just waiting for an opportunity there. And you'd assume there will be playing some catch up there against Kansas City. Uh, well, what are your thoughts there as far as – I guess if you're into Denver, I assume you're looking at Manny Sanders, uh, Thomas, assuming he sticks around. And if he gets moved, uh, Sutton's going to be super, super chalky. Yeah, I'm going to be all over the, the all these guys either way. But Sanders and Thomas are – like Sanders is is more expensive on DK, but I, I, he's a great play this week. Uh, Thomas, I think, is I, – I still think is a, a strong play if, if, as long as he's in uniform. If it's if it's not like I'll take the chalk, I'll eat the chalk with Sutton. I also think that you can play a lot of Philip Lindsay. It seems like a good game environment for him because they're going to need to be 
creative and trying to, you know, trying to at least keep up with the Chiefs. So he's probably their best offensive, like, weapon. He's just young. I think that they might need to try and unleash him a little bit here. So I sort of like him as a as sort of an off-the-board play. I think you can play, like, take a shot in this game if it stays close, run it back with whoever from KC. But I think you can play Keenum and really take a shot in tournaments here. All right, Grant, jump in here. Give us your take. What's uh, Denver, Kansas City? What jumps out to you? It's, I mean, obviously the KC side is the chalk side. And, you know, I'm excited just to be able to get to play Mahomes. I want to try my best to – we're not supposed to pay up for quarterbacks in cash games, but on DK especially, the prices are so condensed and Mahomes is so good that I think I'm going to try it. At least I'll, you know, see how much it hinders the rest of my lineup. But uh, what's your take as far as Denver, KC? Yeah, I mean, it's mostly the Denver side that interests me. You guys basically said all of it. If Thomas is out, Sutton's a great play. If Thomas is in, Sutton's still a great play. Uh, Sanders is a fantastic play. Bobby nailed it. Lindsay's a really good play. But, um, I mean, the thing is, I'm probably staying mostly away from this game. Casey spreads it out. It's hard to nail who's going to be outside of Mahomes. And so you can throw him in there with any of these guys. But I'm guessing uh, – Guessing, is Chris Harris Jr. going to be on Tyreek? Although that doesn't entirely matter with him at all because he can outrun anyone in the world pretty much. Um, like, I, I just don't, I don't know if there's any place I really want to go in this game outside of Sanders and Sutton. Uh, I think I'd rather go other places in other games that I really like. I mean, we'll get to Oakland eventually, but that's that's where I'm really starting to think. Well, wait a second. You guys just both don't – you just don't like Kansas City in this spot? Is that what I'm hearing? I just no, don't we, I'm not overly excited about it. No, I, I'm fine with it. I like it. I, the truth is that it's a downgrade for them in terms of them facing a, a defense. That, it's actually not too bad. Um, and it's an upgrade for the Broncos, who are playing an offense that's going to that – they're de- a defense that hasn't been great, that an offense that – well, defense has been hit or miss, with an offense that forces you to score the ball a lot to keep up with them, which means throwing a lot. So it's just sort of obvious, especially on PPR sites, like you want to target that situation. Okay. Uh, Grant, I, I mean, I, I'm just surprised you guys are not all that interested in Kansas City. I, like like, I, I just said it every time. I like the Chiefs. Stop trying to – Put words in that. Yeah, don't put words in his mouth, Absolutely not. Nobody ever said we didn't like the Chiefs. It's just I want to hear something excited, though. You guys are just like, eh. Why, why, who wants to be excited to play Chuck? It's, when is that exciting? I mean, because I like gas games. That's why. And Pat Mahomes is just the good man. I mean, outside of Mahomes, who are you going to – and maybe Sutton or Sanders. Like, who are you going to use in this game in cash? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it depends upon the build, obviously. But uh, – uh, yeah, Tyreek, I'm not going to get to in cash. Most likely, of course, in tournaments and stacks, for sure. Kelsey as well. It's hard to pay up for tight end. But, you know, I, I, I'm just excited to teams throw on the main slate. Can I just enjoy that for a second? Yeah, we're yeah. going to enjoy the Broncos side of it. We're enjoying it, too. We're just enjoying <laughs> Broncos. The, the team with the 21 total. That's a 22.75, Dean. So don't just, again, make oh, things. You want to get all technical on me now. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I didn't realize there was a line move in the middle of the show, but. Just so you know, on PPR sites, you don't need to you don't need to have guys like score a bunch of touchdowns all the time. You can have guys have if, if quarterbacks can throw the ball like fifty times, it's somebody at least two, one guy, usually two or three, are going to just crush. So I'll right. take a shot in this situation. Correct. You said you're not terribly enthused. You said there's other games. You hinted at it. What's the other game? It's uh, well, what's the first game that's open up for you? It's, it's not Casey Denver. I mean, Oakland and Indy have a fifty point over under right now I think um and the entire Oakland offense the entire Oakland offense <laughs> is so cheap I mean I I, I mean I assume they're going to be chalk at this point but man trying to figure out who to go with no one's really going to want to go with anyone but Derek Carr uh at 5200 is a little a little tough to stomach but he's still probably gonna most games of seasons he's thrown the ball 30 to 40 times. I mean, you have to assume those targets are going somewhere. I am absolutely in love at the moment with Jalen Richard. Uh, eight targets, six targets, five targets, seven targets, 11 targets in the games this season outside of the one Denver outlier without Lynch in there. I got to assume that he's going to be in the game quite a bit. Uh, I could see him being chalked this week, and I could see myself still eating that chalk. Ten- Indy gives up a whole lot of targets to opposing tight end or opposing running backs, and I could see him just absolutely feasting. And he might be a necessity in my lineup at forty two hundred. Yeah, I mean Washington's a talented guy, and then there's Doug Martin that's lurking as well too. I just 
I don't feel confident saying what the split's going to be as far as the the, the backfield here for Oakland, Bobby. Uh, what's your take? We don't we shard if nothing else from the third down back, which is interesting, I suppose. But who wants to buy a timeshare on a terrible team? Uh, but Bobby, what, what's your take here? Yeah, I would have some potential interest in Richard, but I don't know that I like. I think you got to take a shot on some of these wide receivers. Just uh, Martavis Bryant at three point seven. I don't care about Cooper. I would like I would have recommended him anyway uh, if if he was somehow. If I thought he was going to play like you know at least a decent percentage of the snaps. Uh, Seth Roberts, Jordy uh, is fine. I'm fine with anybody. I don't really want to play Jordy as much. I'm more interested in Roberts and Bryant. And then I think Jared Cook is going to get like five billion targets. He wasn't exaggerating. Right. Literally five billion. He's going to get all the targets. Exactly. That seems like too many. I don't know how many. How long? There's only one overtime, and it's only ten minutes these days. So you can only get so many targets there. And that seems like a bad price too. By the way, Jared Cook is five K on DK. I mean, for tournaments, I guess that excites you guys because it's you know that's just too expensive. Yeah, it's too expensive. Dollar. Great. Like they got to throw the ball to somebody. You think it's too expensive? <laughs> Yes, I don't think it, I don't think it is. Uh, how many thirty-point games did he have this year, Dean? Okay, J- Jared Cook scored three fantasy points last week. He scored six the previous week. Oh, he scored three fantasy points last week when they scored three real life points total. Yeah, surprise! Because it's a terrible team. It's a terrible oh, over team. In London, over in London. It, I'm sorry. Is the game? Is the field different in London? Do they play on a on a pitch on a soccer field? It's still a football field, and they were disastrous. Wait, you're saying against a terrible team, a team that's a actually. half game out of the playoffs right now? No, I said they are a terrible team. Seattle. I, uh, or Oakland. Uh, oh, Jared Cook has justified that he's he's been boomer bust. If you want to make that argument, he went nuts against Cleveland, and he went nuts against the Rams in a revenge game in Week One. But besides that, he's been an absolute disaster. So, uh, yeah. Hey, well, wait a Bryant, minute, though, but he had, like, he had two games last year of over 32. I mean, like, you're, if you're going to have a guy at low ownership who's going to twice a year for you get you 30 fantasy points as a tight end position. No, three times a year because it's already happened twice. Three, probably three – yeah, probably three <laughs> times a year. That may, might even happen three you're times a year. You're banking on one. I know you're it happened Is it going to happen this week? But, what, no, but why, why, why not? Why, why wouldn't you take shots with these guys, especially when they have nobody else to throw the ball? Like, like where, where, where are they going to go? The other guys I mentioned. Jordy Nelson, Richard in the backfield. And, like, the alien is kind of sort of somewhat interesting. Bryant at 3.7K. I don't feel good about it, but, you know. Bryant is a a solid play. Grant, rank your interest as far as uh, these open guys because – I mean, I also I just don't want to trust John Gruden. Which, by the way, John Gruden got one over on the Cowboys, by the way. How about that? We'll we'll talk about that in a second, I guess, but – well, well that, they're not on the slate, so they're not worth talking about. But Tumor, for a first-round pick, the dude's going to be a free agent in a year and a half, and the Cowboys are going nowhere in the next two years. What are you doing? Not only that, it's a first-round like, pick. Aren't they in the playoff, please? Well, oh, by default, because it's a terrible conference. It doesn't division. matter. They're in the playoff race. Okay, so they're in the race to get crushed by the Rams in the second round, or if they make it to the second round. Good for yeah. them. Yeah, oh, so you're saying they should just <laughs> completely give up. No, I think you should think about the future, though, and you can get Tumor in two years. They're Tumor. getting a reincarnation of Braylon Edwards for a first-round pick. Seems like a great idea. <laughs> and Josh Bergman for a fifth-round pick, by the way. Just, it's a terrible move. When you can get one over, oh, man, Jerry Jones is the worst. They're panicking down there in Dallas. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Um, all right, so final takes as far as this Oakland side, because they are super interesting, and you'd imagine they're not going to get shut out. They're going to score some – some points for sure. Um, the backfield, I have no idea. The receivers, Jordy Nelson's 4.7K. Uh, Brian is 3.7. Absolutely worth a shot on that. It's interesting the tight end's most offensive guy, Jared Cook at 5K. And I, I agree he's in play for tournaments, but I still stand by. I think he's a little bit of a price at 5K, just as tight ends go. But uh, how about how the many, How many tight ends this last weekend scored, what, 27 points? Can't be that, Dean. I don't know, one? Um, I think three, four. <laughs> oh, wait, nope, nope, nope. Nope. Not sure. No. It was one. It was one. By the way, uh, the four tight ends I mentioned last week on the podcast, yeah. how many of them are in the top three this week? I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't listen three back to the podcast. What was the fourth one? Charles Clay that sunk me. <laughs> 
Charles Clay. Just never play Charles Clay. It's never. Why do you even like do that to yourself? I love punishment. Yeah, fair enough. But as far as your punishment, it was it was Javon Curse. Just just so you know, don't blame Charles Clay. Oh, they both punished me pretty darn badly. Yeah. Well, the guy I think I owned the most across all sites last last week. Well, it was probably girly, but like what my my off the board guy that like my differentiator was was Marquis Goodwin. I don't think he caught a pass, so my week did not go well. Yeah, I'm happy to move on to week eight. Uh, took a late stand on Goodwin, and that did not work out for us. Uh, Grant, the Indiana. Uh, why do I like him in Indiana? Indianapolis. Uh, Ty Hilton. Do we like Ty this game? Uh, I I I do. Oakland. I mean, it's an interest. I need to look into it. I know that they give up a whole lot of. Uh, like a whole lot of work to opposing wide receivers, but with Hilton coming out of the slot, they don't give up too much work over the middle. So I need to look into it more, but I mean, just considering this offense, considering how much Andrew Luck's going to be passing the ball like he is every single week, people might just look at the fact they only threw the ball 23 times this last week, and even though he did have four touchdowns, but that's because they were so far ahead because Sean McCoy got injured and they knew Buffalo's not going to do anything on offense with Derek Anderson now. Um, so Luck's going to be throwing the ball 40 times. We have to assume that, like, if Doyle's still out and all their other wide receivers are pretty darn trash, we have to assume Hilton's getting double-digit targets at 6,300, which is just fantastic considering what he can do. They're targeting him in the red zone, it looks like now. He has four touchdowns on the year in, what, five, six games? Five games. He has four touchdowns. He has three 10-target games in the three games where he was fully healthy, which he should be this next weekend. I got to assume he's just absolutely going to smash. I mean, it's so easy to just completely game stack this game. And then on top of that, you can maybe afford Gurley and Barkley. Well, that's the thing. It's a game stack, but it's not just a regular game stack. It's a cheap game stack. And by the way, Ebron 4-9, Cook 5K. I'll take Ebron over Cook. Oh, well, we're, we're going to have our bets later on then. I like both those guys. <laughs> Would you play both in a lineup potentially? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would consider it. It's been – uh, I have to go through the whole slate before I really think about it, you know, but I, I, I would consider it probably not, but on this slate, but I think that on some slates I would. Uh, Bobby, you have a take as far as T.Y. Hilton? Uh, I mean, I like, I, I don't agree with Grant about him getting a bunch of targets because of the other receivers. Like if there's one thing we know about Andrew Luck, he'll, th- he'll find, you might have like 13 eligible receivers throughout your whole bench and he'll like hit 13 different guys. He can spread the ball around. The one place he throws the ball consistently all the time to is the tight end spot. I still think Hilton's fine, but I, I wouldn't put him, like, so far ahead of, like, playing – taking a shot on Chester Rogers at 4.2. Uh, I think Marlon Mack is 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 definitely in play at 5.4. I had a, a, a guy who I coached told me, tell me last week that got me a little bit on him, which almost helped save, save the week for me. Um, I think that the Raiders run D is really bad. I think Matt can beat him through the air, catching a ball through the air uh, or on the ground. Uh, I think that the Colts, you know, they're projected favorite. It is a road favorite, but still like pretend, you know, assuming they're playing from ahead, Mac should get the goal line work as well. Hines will take away some of the passing down situations, but not, not too many. So I think that Mac is kind of interesting at 5.4. And I don't think people are going to go back there. Um, seems like chasing, but I don't think people are going to go there. Similar price points. You know, it's interesting. I'm looking at DK, and this is odd because, uh, well, David Johnson, 6.7K, right? The next most expensive guy is 5.8, Cohen. Like, that's really – there's a drop of – there's nobody between 6.6 six and 5.9. That's bizarre. But uh, Mac is 5.4, right? You prefer Mac or on Johnson? Um, wait, who? on Johnson. Or last week, or Mac. Um, I think I would probably. I mean, Mac. I think is going to have lower ownership. I like the matchup better. Uh, Carry on. Still lost a touchdown. Had a touchdown snake from Michael Garrett. I think it's still doable. So (laughs) I I think I'm going to go with Mac. FYI, guys. uh, I'm just going with neither. Twelve of the last twenty games that Hilton and Luck have played together when they're healthy. Uh, guess what? Uh, 12 to 20 double digit targets. Suck it, Bobby. I love that you just had to go look that up right now just for some stupid, stupid 
reason. And it's not you're even like trying to tell me that the guy that's throwing the ball not, 40 times a game and has one decent wide receiver is not going to target him 10 times when he's done it every single game he's been in there and healthy. He's done it 12 out of 30. That's not every single game. It's not even half. I said, I, okay, I said 12 out of 20. Um, and that's three times this year when he's been fully healthy. I mean, if he was healthy last week. If not fully healthy. And plus, the Andrew Luck threw it half as many times as he did every single other game this week. Let's move on. Let's move on to David Johnson. Oh Well, yeah, talk about David Johnson with his new OC, Byron Leftwich, which is like, man, I felt old reading that. Because I remember watching Byron Leftwich play at Marshall. Uh, like I remember when he like broke his leg and still kept playing, which is amazing. And his offensive linemen were carrying him down the field. So it's worth googling for sure. Hit, hit that up on the YouTube. Uh, dude is like a, a warrior for sure. Uh, all right. So how does that change things? We got David Johnson now with Byron Leftwich as the offensive quarter. It can't be any worse, right, Grant? No one in the world other than Jeff, Jeff Fisher can be worse for an <laughs> offense than Mike McCoy. I'm starting to realize. I mean. Just look at how much better San Diego looks this year. Look at how much better uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler look this year. They were one of the worst teams running the ball last year. I mean, I get that they had a whole lot of touchdowns, but they were not productive on first down at all last year running the ball. And now they got a whole bunch of guys involved in the – or both running backs involved heavily in the receiving game. So I'm almost certain that Mike McCoy is very clearly the problem. And I don't know much about Leftwich. I have to look a lot into him, but I don't care. I'm willing to roll with it. I am playing a whole lot of David Johnson. I think David Johnson may be viable in cash. I mean, he's going up against a team that gives up 26% of opposing targets to the running back, I believe. Um, so he's going to be targeted in the passing game, I would guess, at least seven times in this game, at least bare minimum. And at 6,700, where they're probably going to go with him in the red zone, he's going to crush. And I think that uh, – what was I going to say? I think that Larry Fitzgerald is going to have just an just – Good old-fashioned Larry Fitzgerald game this weekend. Good old-fashioned, like, 2018 Larry Fitzgerald or, like, you know, 2012 Larry Fitzgerald? Is he not retired? He's still playing football? Uh, I'm going with 2017 Larry Fitzgerald where he crushed. (laughs) Man, he's so good, man. He's such an underrated player all time and without question a Hall of Famer. Uh, Jump in here, Bobby, because, you know, uh, Johnson – Outside of week one, is I don't think he's received more than four or five targets the entire season. Uh, and this, this price is not the greatest. It's fine. Uh, David Johnson, the new OC, OC, what's your thoughts? Yeah, the problem is the other guys who I, I – I like Kareem Hunt. I like Joe Mixon a ton. I, li- I love Joe Mixon. Um, that's going to make it hard. Obviously, I like Gurley and I like Barkley. Um, probably going to skip on – I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, that's that's the issue I'm having here. And I, I don't even mind like an, a, a rarely low-priced McCaffrey as a shot. So there's a lot of guys in the, the, the just above them that I'm interested in. So I, I definitely have interest. Um, I don't know where it's going to end up for me. I like a lot of running backs this week. I'm definitely looking more toward the flex spot for my running back this week. All right, well, throw some of the names out you like. You said McCaffrey. Is that somebody you're interested in? Or who jumps out for you as far as the running backs? Well, Mixon, Hunt. Um, I don't love McCaffrey like the spot or anything. I just think that he's lower priced than usual. He's the least in- interesting, and he was the last name I mentioned for that reason. Um, Joe Mixon is the would be the. It just feels like too low a price for a great matchup, good game environment against Tampa Bay, multiple touchdowns, really high possibility. Uh, Gurley, Barkley, Mac, even Carry On. I like Lindsey a lot. Like, there's a lot of running backs that I'm interested in, and it's still early in the week, but. I just doesn't make me want to like lock in David Johnson. I just, I, but I definitely am interested and he very well may end up being the highest guy I have owned. It's just, there's a lot of guys I'm interested in. You know what? Let's have the conversation, Grant, because I'm curious as far as, as far as you're taking these guys, a lot of names are thrown out there, but before you do that, let's have a word from our sponsor. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. 
visit amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. That's right. I fully endorse whatever that sponsor was. Uh, awkward segue. Grant, there was a bunch of names thrown out there. By the way, uh, you know, Mixon versus Tampa. Tampa defense lost on all of their players, Alexander, for the season. So uh, bad defense, presumably getting even worse. Uh, okay, let's hit these up kind of one at a time, Grant. Well, he mentioned Mixon. Mixon versus Hunt. What say you? Uh, I don't – I'd go Mixon. I don't really want any Hunt in this game. Um, I mean – Denver hasn't been great versus the run this year, but I, I just don't think I can ever really trust Kareem that much when he's going to be in a fairly chalky spot, which I'm playing on him being this week. Um, so I like mixing a little better against this trash Tampa Bay defense. Um, did we not mention James Conner? I, I don't think Bell's coming back this week. Yeah, it seems like – I mean, there was there was rumors of him coming back this week and uh, the trade deadline's coming up too. And, again, we're recording this on a Monday night, so who knows? But under the assumption that Connor is good to go, he's 7-5 on DK, Mixon 7-3 on DK, Hunt is 7-1 on DK. Uh, I think I'm hearing that you're, you're wanting to spend a few extra bucks and get Connor amongst those three. Yeah, I definitely would take Connor over those three. And we didn't even – like you rattled off a bunch of names there, Bobby, and you didn't even mention the best play of the bunch, which is Tariq Cohen. Got real sad there. <laughs> Got real sad there. Real <laughs> oh. uh, I'm, fine. I'm fine with Cohen. You're fine with Cohen? The dude is going to be so heavily involved. He got 12 targets this last week. He has nine the week before, eight the week before that. He's clearly won the main stakes of this offense. 22, 24, 23 points the last three weeks. Only 5.8K. He's just a PPR monster. Um, and, yeah, and he's going on. I'm with you. I, I think Cohen is their best player on that team. Um, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind it. Uh, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of running backs to like. We didn't mention like, like if there's no guys. Breda. If there's no Breda, you wait. You don't. Why don't you like? I don't understand why you don't like any of the the medium. What about Gurley? You don't like Gurley either. Oh, I love Gurley. Gurley and Saquon aren't in the argument because they. Yeah, they are. Like, all the no, I'm, saying, I'm saying that's not arguable. That's not. Uh, they're fantastic, of course. Um, um, but I'd rather. I'd rather go down. Chris Carson's 4,300 going against Detroit. Seattle's clearly in to just hammer the ball every single game. They have a good that run. Actually. Yeah, yeah it's a fantastic play this weekend. Um, and he's going up against a team that just loves to pass the ball over and over and over and over again. And he should get 15, 20, 25 carries. Um, I'm not entirely convinced that Mike Davis is a guy that's going to be as heavily involved as he has been the last few weeks, and Penny's basically kind of out of it. But they're going to run the ball 30 times a game minimum probably the rest of the season because uh, that's what Pete Carroll is just convinced to do, which it seems to be working pretty well right now. Where I mentioned Jalen Richard, um, an interesting one at 3,600 is going to be time on going up against a team that they're probably coming from behind. They still are a little bit beat up at the wide receiver position, I believe. We'll have to wait until later on the week to see that. But Rams give up a whole lot to receiving running backs, so – I could see time on at 3,600 going off in this game. Uh, that seems a little thin for me. I mean, unless like four guys yeah, are out or something yeah. like that. I, I'm not in on Ty Montgomery. Now, I, I have to throw at least one ballsy pick in this week. <laughs> you just wanted to make sure like people are listening. Like, wait a second, Ty Montgomery, somebody stopped there. Okay, t- yeah, that, that's a no. That's a no for me, Doug. Uh, all right, so we've alluded to it a couple times. Drowey and Saquon. Uh, well, obviously, Saquon's at like 1K less. Early under five figures. He's absolutely ridiculous. That game's a shootout there. Of course, he's got a 57 total. The Rams have a uh, – let's see. Well, what do you have, Bobby, as far as your up-to-date team total uh, for the for the Rams? I'd imagine it's like 32 or something silly. 32. There you go. I just won the showcase showdown. I nailed it. Uh, <laughs> all right, what do you have at the top there, Bobby? Who's your preferred uh, dude when you factor in price? For where? Gurley or Barkley? Oh, between the two. <laughs> I, I, th- I, I thought for a second you just, yeah, you, I thought we were switching on to the Rams offense for a second. All right. Um, if Gurley or Barkley, it's definitely uh, Gurley for me, but I'm fine with Barkley too. Like, I just, I think that I'm going to, I would just go for the sure thing with Gurley. There's still the craziest upside of any player in football, even though I still don't think he hasn't had that big game yet. I know that sounds weird, but. Like, I, I think he's going to put up, like, a 45 or a 50 this year. I think he's going to have, like, a five-touchdown game. 
Um, maybe not five. He hasn't the Jared Cook game just yet. He he could do it, man. Um, <laughs> I think Jared Cook has outscored Gurley twice this year. No, he hasn't. Stop it. Why didn't I mention this game as being interesting <laughs> earlier? Like this, this should have been the one that stood out to me. Did I miss the line on this? What is the line on this? I don't know. I'm not really sure what you're looking at. The it's first thing that jumps out to you is the Denver Broncos. Jerry has outscored Todd Gurley twice this year. I was correct. Oh, who did? Jared Cook. <laughs> 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 All right, not sustainable. Um, yeah, maybe not. But this, oh, this one game week, is one week, guys. He's gonna score. Outscore him again. Barkley's gonna be the better play, by the way, uh, this week. He's a thousand. Did you watch the game on Monday Night, Grant? The deadline is such a disaster. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's still Saquon Barkley. He's still. What do you need a thousand? What do you need a thousand for? You're playing all the 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 Oakland guys. Um, team. I do currently have a lineup with both Gurley and Barkley, and that I am locking yeah. in. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. It's got four Oakland players, Gurley and Barkley. We're gonna see how that goes. <laughs> but yeah. nobody cares about this. LeBron does hit like a step up thirty five footer, and it's a tie game with two point four seconds. He is the goat, and you're listening to this on a Tuesday afternoon. It's like, well, why is he talking about LeBron? That was amazing, and I stacked the Spurs and Lakers. Let's go. Continue. Right, I apologize. Football. Uh, Barkley, like you keep mentioning, this line's terrible. He hasn't had a game under twenty-two points this season. I do think Gurley is in for a little bit of touchdown regression. I don't expect him to average two a game, but I expect him to average one point five. Um, he is going up against a team that offers a decent amount. He should get more involved in the receiving game this week, but I'm expecting a one touchdown game out of him here, which. I think that Barkley ends up with eight to ten catches in this game versus Washington here. Um, New York is good enough to keep every game moderately close and didn't lose it pretty pretty handily at the end. So they'll be passing off the ball to Barkley. They'll be dumping off the ball to Barkley. Eli Manning's a terrible, terrible, no good, very bad quarterback. But Barkley's only – yeah, he is terrible. Barkley could easily rip off a 70-yard run or two of them in this game. Um, I'd say that his upside is probably just as big as Gurley's is. No, 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 that's that's a ridiculous statement on his face. <laughs> I agree with everything else you said, but to say that he has upside that's the same as Gurley's is ridiculous because I'll, I'll just give you one example. Eli Manning hasn't scored over 30 points, I think, in four years, maybe five. The Rams don't ever score under 30 points, except for like once. Um, Gurley's, got, Gurley's gonna have the opportunity to have like 10 carries or 10 touches inside the 10. Like this guy could score five touchdowns. Barkley could too. No, 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 no. No, the team can't score that enough points. They can't Uh, score nearly enough points. They probably won't score nearly enough points, but they're giving the ball to Barkley every time in the red zone, except for. I mean, realistically, tonight he could have been. He he let let he let a lot of people down tonight. He let he had twenty six points. I know, I know. That really let some people down, and he was one carry away and if Eli Manning wasn't dumb enough to try and sneak it twice, then girl then Saquon would have ended up with thirty two, thirty three points, which that would have only that would have been no, more than Gurley. I'm just kidding because it was a one game slate and he wasn't the highest scoring player. I mean I played a lot of Monday through Thursday stuff specifically to get Barkley in there. Who's the highest scoring player? Let's hit up to your guys because he spent way too much time on running back. Uh, we don't want the pod to go too long, obviously. Tyreek is at the top, 8.6K. Antonio Brown's 8.5K. A.J. Green's 8K. Devontae Adams, especially if that Green Bay uh, you know, that Green Bay uh, wide receiving core is thin. You know, Rodgers just might throw the ball to him like 15, 20 times or so. Okay, against the Rams, that game should be a shootout for sure. It should be good times. Uh, favorite receiver up top for you, Bobby? Who is it? Uh, I think it's just going to be the – I'll just take the best one because he's not going to be as high-owned as he should be. I understand that Cleveland has a better defense, but I'm just going to take Antonio Brown at home at 8,500 just because he's the best. Um, <laughs> it's not really any, like, advanced stuff. I like the game environment for Adams. I like the uh, potential for Green, who, by the way, is, like, I think 11th or 12th grant in fantasy for wide receivers. So you can double-check that one on our bet earlier this year. Um and I but think I that like uh, I think that Deshaun Jackson is still what Adam. Deshaun, what does that mean? Oh, I was just so mentioning that's, that's a funny fact. Oh, that is funny. Um, <laughs> the twenty-one-year-old too in the same game. One of Juju or or Brown, I think, is interesting. I think that Juju is going to be overlooked, and maybe people won't. But 
I'm going to let ownership dictate it because I like, I actually like the spot for all these guys. I like it for Evans. It's going to depend on which stacks I'm interested in, which I like the Rams game. And I mentioned the Tampa Bay Cincinnati game. So I, I guess I would go th- those ways with those stacks, but this early in the week, it's kind of hard to, to know which preference I have to do a little more digging before I fully commit. Cause I, I don't usually like so many guys at the, the high end. Brent? Uh, I don't like the guys at the high end that much. I just don't feel the need to go with them. I prefer to go slightly further down and go with Jarvis Landry or uh, T.Y. Hilton. We're getting guys that are going to get easy double-digit targets, just easy. I think Landry is currently on a Thielen-esque level right now in terms of targets this year. Um, he has half, been- half the production on those targets. Yeah, well, he had Tyrod Taylor for half of it. Now Baker Mayfield's starting to come into his own. I think Baker had just the worst uh, completion percentage of Jarvis his first few weeks, and now he had 10 for 15 here. This is Baker Mayfield coming into his own? This is what it looks like? I, I, I mean, we're three weeks in, and he has the worst co- one of the worst coaches in the NFL. I mean, if we threw Mike McCoy in there, it'd be worse, but – uh, Hugh Jackson he was god awful in every in all the last three games. Like he was just awful. Um, well, I don't care. He won. He beat Baltimore, That's a, and he's kept every game close except for the Chargers. He's been within three points in each of his uh, every yeah, single game he's had this season outside the Chargers. Deep. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, that gave up forty-one points. The aforementioned Oakland offense. Um, yeah, but Jarvis Landry and T.Y. Hilton are going to be outscore all the guys at the top they're gonna be the two top scoring guys this week going bold here uh but landry like this is where he really starts getting his own they're they're gonna outscore the guys at the top that's not gonna happen landry two of oakland scored all those touchdowns by the way two of them were off of mayfield by the way so don't don't go crazy that oakland lit him up (laughs) baker mayfield lit himself up um yeah he did He's pretty cheap by the way mayfield's five seven on dk uh mahomes seven k rogers six four uh, Goff is 6K, by the way. Goff, 6K. That seems too cheap. The, the, uh, one of those four quarterbacks, uh, probably not Mayfield. One of those three quarterbacks, I'm assuming it's going to be my cash game quarterback. We shall see. Uh, and mid-tier receivers, you guys have anybody that jumps out in the mid-tier? Grant, you don't, you don't seem terribly enthused. You've got some other names that, uh, I don't know, I guess we don't have much to say about. Is there a cheapie you like? Um, so we, uh, I already mentioned Larry Fitzgerald. I think he's a fantastic play. Everyone got let down by Robbie Anderson and Jermaine Curse um, this <laughs> week. But I think Pryor, he got dropped, didn't he? Did they release him? I believe Pryor was released, yeah. But they, yeah. they had like nine different guys catching passes. He was. None of which they There's a difference. They're going, they, were going up, they were going up against uh, Minnesota, which I guess is fairly similar to Chicago. But the main thing was there was huge amounts of wind there. I mean – we saw Cousins only go for, what, 200 yards during that game. It was mostly a running game. Sam Darnold couldn't do anything. He was dumping the ball off to his running back. He was actually passing to his tight end. I think he had eight targets during that game. So it was mostly just a result of the win, and everyone's going to overreact to it. We still have Robbie Anderson at 4-1, <laughs> and we have Jermaine Kers at 4-3. I really like both those guys. I mean, if we're talking about getting Gurley and Barkley into the same lineup, there's a lot of cheap guys that we can do it with. Cortland Sutton, Larry. Jermaine, Robbie Anderson. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, and Chad. Oh, yeah. Adam Thielen cares not for your win narratives. Uh, he should start uh, immediately with three points. Like, immediately, he should get that 100 yard bonus, bonus out of the way. He's got a four or three. They should just put him in there and like, save some time. Uh, when, when, once the game starts, three points for Adam Thielen. Uh, Bobby, who are your chief receivers? The Denver receivers, uh, the Oakland receivers. We mentioned Robertson, uh, Bryant. Uh, I mentioned Thomas if he plays. I also like Emmanuel Sanders, who's a little higher, obviously. Um, I think that an overlooked receiver, who's not, again, mid, mid-tier guy, uh, John Brown. I think Taylor Gabriel, people are going to think it's overpaying. I think this matchup uh, against the Jets, lining up in the slot there, uh, could be a gold mine at 5,100. It's a little too much, but it's like such a – I think it's a great spot for a guy like Gabriel. Um even Jordy obviously is cheap enough. You can play uh, depending on which help receivers are playing for, you know, you could potentially play Valdez Scanling or whatever. Um, and then there's the Cleveland guys. You got, you got Callaway. Well, I'll just let, let me down again. Um, and Ratley and just probably take a shot on, you know, whichever one I'm hearing better things about as the week progresses, but there's definitely a lot of guys you can take shots on in the, at the low end, which is probably what I'll do rotate these guys in with uh, the, the even obvious high-end spend-ups. And I think you'll have 
some low ownership cheap guys that end up getting there. And I just, just need to find the right combination. I like the idea of a roster of ever hearing better things about Callaway and Ratley. It's like whatever, whichever one you're hearing less worse things about them. People hate those guys, uh, but they're super cheap. And, you know, I, I've thrown darts their way too. And it just mostly has not worked out. Uh, Grant, you want to, well, we've, we've kind of talked about a couple tight ends. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, Jared Cook, the egregiously priced Jared Cook at 5K. Uh, Eric Ebron at 4.9. Kelsey's 6.8, like for sure, if nothing else, tournaments, but cash games uh, seems like a really hard get. Uh, what jumps out to you as far as tight ends? Besides, unless you just want to hammer the point and Jared Cook's the play. Uh, I mean, Jared Cook's an absolutely fantastic play. The problem is there are two guys that are in a fairly close range with him as both fantastic plays at nearly the same price. Uh, Jimmy Graham and Njoku. I mean, Njoku's still Mayfield's guy. The guy's throwing 40 times a game. He may have only had six targets last week, but uh, Baker's going to be throwing a whole lot in this game. He's going up against Tampa Bay or against Pittsburgh, who is one of the worst teams in the league, um, giving up a huge target share to tight ends. So Njoku, I think, uh, is right up there with They're Cook. not nearly as bad as Tampa Bay, and he just played Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. In the yeah, perfect game script where they threw the ball a million times. Um, and they are worse than Tampa Bay in terms of target share. No, uh, no, no. It's, it's, you cannot look at just a simple raw number and not look at these matchups and look at who they've played. Look at every, every tight end who's played Tampa Bay. They've all put up 25 – 20 to – I think 20 is the minimum, like – or before Njoku was, the minimum whatever Njoku put up last week. Dude, they, they're the worst in the NFL, I'm telling you. Yeah, they may very well be, but I was, they're, they're not as worth, bad for target share. But in any case, he's going to be throwing the ball a ton because Pittsburgh is going to be putting up a whole lot of points. Their defense is worse. Baker should be getting slightly more comfortable week in and week out. Uh, but this, I think, is going to be a similar game script. And so I think Njoku goes nuts here. But, um, yeah, those are, those are my guys. If you want to go cheaper – you can take a shot on Herndon and hope that uh, Darnold is actually getting a connection with him. It was a target week last week, but again, I believe that a lot of it had to do with um, what's it called, uh, the wind. And then obviously Bobby just mentioned Tampa Bay and how they're also terribly bad. Who's almost 3,500 and you can't really base too much off of what he did this last week because I mean, from when I saw the game, Cincinnati just looked terrible all around in any case. And I think Uzoma still ended up with a touchdown, but he should see a similar game to Pittsburgh um, where he got seven targets there and he should be heavily involved in the offense. Yeah. Uh, Quan Alexander again, Torres ACL, the buck, the bucks linebacker. So uh, a bad defense got worse. Uh, I pulled the old DVOA. I'm not sure if it's a fact this last week, but as far as DVOA, uh, when it comes to tight ends, Tampa 29th, Bobby, is that where, is that good enough for you or bad enough? Who's no. 30th? saying the actual fact is that they've been the worst because I'm taking every matchup into account. The actual numbers through seven games, they haven't played every tight end in the NFL. Yeah, of course, I mean, it's all small samples and all that. And it, it does so depend just, like if you're facing Kelsey or if you're facing Gronk or if you're facing Charles play, obviously you got to factor that as well. They're the reason why we play Vance McDonald because he had one big game against them. <laughs> they, they were Trey Burton's coming out party. They they, oh, they, they they allowed Njoku not to let people down. Yeah, it's week. not like Trey Burton just got 30 points again this week. No, no, no. They, I'm just saying they get let up by every single tight end they face. It's not like there's anybody who does it. And also anybody in the slot. Pretty much anybody who's running routes over the middle unless Baker Mayfield. I think Vance McDonald's 75-yard touchdown was on the outside. No, it was when he was right across the middle. He ran over Chris Conti. I thought he ran and over he on the outside. No, he, ran, he literally ran, ran over him. Across the middle, that's a great example, a perfect example. You have these tiny little linebackers trying to cover these massive, massive – Yeah, he, he stiff-armed them there on the uh, outside. Grant, if you're trying to win an argument, you're going to lose this one. That was not – you're going to try and blame it on the on – the, there, no, there was no corner or safety involved in the play. And even if there was, that still proves the same thing. He ran a route over – I mean, this is the tight end route. I don't understand what – I was arguing that was over the – it wasn't over the middle. That was my it only was argument. over the middle. It, it's, it absolutely is. It was, it was literally to the sideline. This is ridiculous. What are we arguing about right now? I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to argue about. They're very bad versus the I agree with that. Bad over the middle means that they can't cover people who run routes over the middle, namely being the tight end and slot receivers. It doesn't mean every pass has to be directed 
between you know the freaking yeah man it's ridiculous <laughs> you're fired up i like it uh is there anything else kind of jumping out in the slate to you bobby uh, a certain team a game stack we might have avoided that we didn't talk about chicago's an interesting team for sure we talked about cohen uh, trubisky has been really good at least as far as fantasy points that's all we care about dude can run he's got some legs that play he made last week was amazing um yeah, I feel like we've talked to a majority of the slate, a majority of the big names, of course, can't talk about everybody. And it's a, it's a first-look podcast. This is Monday night. Things obviously will change as the week progresses. Uh, somebody uh, for the road you want to mention here, Bobby, as far as uh, we may have neglected so far? Uh, I'm sure there's going to be people I look back and think of, but I think I've got through a lot of the names. Right now it's more about trying to figure out which ones I prefer. Um, really do think that, you know, this Rams game is could be could end up interesting playing Rodgers and, and, and Goff – I'm sorry, Rodgers or Goff. But I like Rodgers, like playing Rodgers in the passing game, like trying to come back with Gurley on the other side, maybe one of the receivers from the Rams. Um, I don't know. I, I think we've pretty much covered most of the things I'm interested in. The only other one maybe just this situation, whatever happens with the running back in San Francisco, if Breda is healthy, I would yeah. give him one more shot potentially. And I might play most start, like just if I needed a value somewhere – like if there was no Breda, um, you know, just play maybe maybe the passing game angle that he could be in there a lot later in the game if they're trailing because they definitely won't be Alfred Morris in those spots if they're down, especially multiple scores. And he could be a pretty big uh, PPR guy. So I'll uh, I would give that give that a shot. How about yourself, Grant? Is there somebody we might have overlooked? No, I think I mentioned everyone. Uh, Bobby brought up Taylor Gabriel. I agree with him there. He's a fantastic play. Uh, but also, Allen Robinson is not the worst play in the world. I mean, Trubisky's had 30 points three weeks in the world, getting Robinson, Gabriel, and Cohen with Trubisky maybe throwing 40 times in a game again um, could end up being. Burton. Yeah, Burton's not too bad at all either. Uh, that's it. That, that's that's the slate. Uh, the, now we can move on to some silliness and some nonsense. Got about five minutes or so for that. Ten minutes stuff for that. But uh, oh, if you guys want to win yourself a Rotor Gunners T-shirt, stay tuned for that as well too. Um, yeah, Grant. So tell the people. Well, you know what? Let's revisit. We're, this is what we're supposed to pick. This is this is embarrassing. This is awkward. Uh, Grant. So this is what we do. We have uh, last week. What, what was the, what was the question you had to, you submitted for the people to put in the comment section? Uh, best had to. No one put up anything that was not suitable for work. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I mean, I guess you can't really name one because not. Maybe I'm just the one that spends hours every single week looking up terrible tattoos that I find hilarious. Um, but yeah, yeah, no one, no one put up anything that was not suitable for work. Although the guy that did put a link in there, I found it pretty funny. But yeah, I guess there's not really any gifts of tattoos there. Yeah, I think that was the problem. Like, it's a bad – what are you just going to describe? Uh, we, we gave it back. It's either that or nobody's listening or nobody makes it this far. Like, they say, all right, Grant and Bobby have argued for the last seven minutes. I'm out. <laughs> I, can't, I can't take it anymore. But hopefully uh, this week, Bobby, we're going to bounce back with a new question. And so do we give us – so, yeah, when we said it's got to be not safe for work, and it wasn't even – it was just kind of like a – you had to copy and paste it, basically, Grant. And um, I pulled it up. I copied it and I pasted it. I was curious what this guy made as a tattoo. And it was a picture of a butt. Uh, I think it's a dude's butt. Wasn't really certain. Pretty sure it was a dude's butt. And uh, on one cheek was uh, a male, and the other cheek was uh, a female face. And, like, the cheeks would come together, and they would kiss. There you go. Uh, I think we reward this, though, right? Like, by default? Uh, what do you say, Bob? You make the ruling. It's up to you. <laughs> I guess it is the winner. Um, I didn't see it. But Did uh, you see it? No, you didn't see no, it. No, I haven't seen it. But, uh, <laughs> That uh, the description probably doesn't do it justice. It's just I didn't even see it, yes. but you're. Yes. This tattoo definitely needs justice for sure. <laughs> I didn't totally sell it, did I, Grant? No, no, you didn't. It, it really made me chuckle. I'll, I'll put it that way. But I thought someone was going to put up the no regrets thing where they spelled like tattoos where people spelled things wrong. Yeah, but like, what else is there besides? Okay, there's no regrets, and now what else do you have? Um, there's a lot of them out there. I don't know if they there's made one it. on your forehead that says "Good decision, make good decisions." <laughs> okay, that's something too, I believe. No one okay, even put up a Mike Tyson face tattoo. That seemed like a bad idea. Yeah, I you know that, that's a thing though. People are doing that now. I think he's starting a trend. 
I dated a girl for a little bit who had a face tattoo. I did not see that coming. The entire face or just a portion of the face? The left side of her face, like half of the left side of her face. It was actually like she was okay. really, really, really pretty. And she had, it looked like little like, like diamonds and stuff. It was kind of, kind of trippy. Um, she probably, probably won't be happy about it anymore than that she's older. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a, she was a nice girl. She was a nice lady. But also they have a, ta- they have a show where people just pick people's tattoos. Some of those are just horrible. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're talking about. I'm not aware of this, but uh, is that like on MTV or something? I don't watch MTV anymore. Um, I can't even remember. I always saw it on the Joel McHale show. Um, yeah, I'll, they'll send you over a link in the chat, and you can judge for yourself. <laughs> okay, so if you guys want to win yourself a T-shirt, a uh, Rhode Island T-shirt this week, uh, Grant, what is the new question that we're hoping – I mean, if people just don't, like, submit answers, we're just going to stop the contest, I guess? I don't I don't want to do that. I'm not making a threat here. I mean, this is the first like, week, and we haven't really – like, we've given the easy ones that are fun and people can relate to. I guess most people don't end up – like, people People are nostalgic about old dance moves and shirts, and people just don't see that many weird tattoos in their day-to-day life. Um, but this week's question is – Best DFS-related Halloween costume. DFS-inspired, DFS-related, uh, and then it'd be as creative as you want to be. Uh, I don't, I'm not really sure. You probably can't. There's probably not a gift of this necessarily, but, yeah, there, I think there's a lot of different ways to go. You can go with players. You can go with uh, – yeah, just uh, – we're not going to give any – I don't want to give any hints or advice because uh, you know, we're going to be judging on it later. So, uh, Bobby, you think is this? Are we going to rebound? Are we going to get a, a bunch of comments in the, in, you know, in the comment section? Because there was comments last week, and mostly it was about you guys were commenting back and forth. Because uh, oddly enough, uh, I hope you're sitting down. They were saying that you guys argue too much, or at least you argue a lot. We do not argue. Look, we argue, and that's hey, that's what happens, man. This is like Eddie. This is what like this is what you do when you talk about sports <laughs> and money. Like you argue, so. That's what we're doing. All right. Oh, we need uh, to do our old call still. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Uh, do you guys want to do cheap running backs, mid-priced wide receivers, or higher-priced tight ends? Because I know, I know Dean doesn't like Jared Cook, and I love him. Um, I don't dislike – see, I, I don't, I don't want to say I don't like Jared Cook. I think that's probably an incorrect way of phrasing that. But I mean, um, we do a high-priced running back, so I'll go David Johnson. Obviously, leaving Gurley and uh, Barkley off. Bobby, where are you at? What, what kind of jumps out for you? I think that I, I mean I don't know. It was hard to find low, low running backs. There's a lot of low-end wide receivers though that we could take. I don't think we have clarity on that. Like we don't know about Cooper Cup. If Cooper Cup doesn't go. Like, I think you can go back to, you know, you can look at Reynolds. He was on the field a ton for what it's worth. He didn't really do anything, but he was on the field a ton, and they're projected to score 30 points. Maybe it was just a scheme thing. Um, we don't know about the Packers. Like, there could be some cheap Packer receivers out there that are worth talking about it again. Save that for another podcast. Jump in later at Rotor Grinders throughout the week as we get more clarity. Uh, I mean, is there, is there a third tight end? I'm happy to take Ebron versus Cook versus somebody else. If you guys want to take somebody else, I will take Ebron. Somebody takes Cook, and somebody takes mystery tight end number three. I mean, Bobby, you can take Cook if you want. I'll just go with, I'll go with Njoku. Um, let me think for one second on that one. No, oh, talks about how he loves Cook. Now all of a sudden, nobody wants him. No, I just, I like the other tight ends too. I just didn't know if the, I I think I would I think I now that I look at the tight end position a little better, I'll take Jordan Reed. All right, uh, Bobby. The, uh, this has got to go away. This target stuff with Jordan Reed. It's he's going to have a monster game. Bobby has Jordan Reed. Grant, you have. Uh, wait, hold on. Wait. So Grant, you have Njoku, and nobody has Cook. No, I have Cook now since I thought Bobby was going to take him since he loved him so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. George, I forgot. Somehow, Washington and the Giants playing each other didn't factor in yet. And I got Eric Ebron somehow. Well, I didn't really love him. I just, I'll, whatever. Okay, I guess I got Eric Ebron. Uh, and this other, I will, too, it's just under the assumption that uh, Doyle will stop playing. If he is playing, I will 
put a replacement tight end, uh, you know, through the uh, direct message or something like that. If he is I lost like this technicality before. I don't. I can only lose once like this. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. That's it. That's the podcast. Hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, week eight, it's down. Uh, nine more to go. For Bobby, for Grant, I'm Dean. Good luck this week in week eight as far as the NFL. See you, kids.